Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm Ted O'Connell, author of USMLE Step 2 Secrets and Chief Content Officer for Inside the Boards. This is the Step 2 Secrets podcast, where we provide you the high-yield content from Step 2 Secrets in audio format, as well as question breakdowns, so you can study on the go and get back to reclaiming some of your life. This is the question breakdown for the radiology chapter. A 28-year-old woman presents to the emergency department with a swollen left leg that began early in the morning and seems to be worsening. She also complains of feeling bloated and short of breath recently. She has never been on birth control pills and has never had any pregnancies. On physical examination, the patient has findings consistent with a deep vein thrombosis of the left leg. Additionally, her abdomen is distended with shifting dullness. A mass is palpated in the pelvic region. An ultrasound study of the affected leg confirms the presence of a deep vein thrombosis. Which of the following would be the next diagnostic step in establishing the etiology of the pelvic mass? Is it A, computed tomography of the abdomen and pelvis with oral and intravenous contrast? B, positron emission tomography or PET scan? Is it C, Serum cancer antigen 125 level, CA125. Is it serum carcinoembryonic antigen level, CEA? Or is it E, ultrasound of the pelvis? So in looking at this case, we have a younger woman who has a DVT, deep vein thrombosis in her leg, and a mass in the pelvis. So the question is, what is the best modality uh, or next diagnostic step in in establishing the etiology of this pelvic mass. Deep vein thrombosis is often the presenting symptom in ovarian cancer, and ultrasonography is the most useful initial investigation in a patient found to have a pelvic mass. Ultrasound may define the morphology of the pelvic tumor and can also determine whether large masses are present in other parts of the abdomen, including in the liver. And it can also be used to evaluate the kidneys for evidence of ureter obstruction and to detect ascites. So in this case, going with ultrasound of the pelvis or answer E is the correct answer choice. Now to circle around and take a look at the rest of the answer choices, answer choice A was CT of the abdomen and pelvis with oral and IV contrast. So a CT with oral and IV contrast generally is not as good as ultrasound for helping to characterize pelvic masses, although it can help detect intra-abdominal disease 
and maybe part of the diagnostic workup, but wouldn't be the next diagnostic step as ultrasound would be. Choice B was a PET scan. So PET does not have an established role in the diagnosis of primary ovarian malignancy. It can be used to detect recurrence at an early stage, but an effect on survival hasn't been proven, so that wouldn't be the right choice. C was CA-125 levels. So ovarian cancer must be considered in any woman who presents with new ascites. CA-125 is elevated in almost all cases of advanced stage ovarian cancer and in many early ovarian cancers. Tumor markers like CA-125 can be helpful in monitoring disease progression, but they're really not a good screening tool. And then looking at choice D, CEA levels. So CEA levels may be elevated in metastatic ovarian malignancy, but it wouldn't be a first-line diagnostic tool. And CEA is more specific for colon cancer than it is for ovarian cancer. So the learning point in this case is that pelvic ultrasound is the initial imaging study of choice in the diagnostic workup of an ovarian mass. And now, back to the show. This is a radiology chapter from USMLE Step 2 Secrets, 5th edition. I'm going to say right out of the gate, this chapter is going to be slightly uh, more complicated to present because the chapter is essentially a table. So what I'm going to give is the condition of interest, and then the following answers will be the screening or the only test to order, and then a confirmatory test, and then any comments that are helpful. So question one, cover the right-hand columns and specify what imaging study you should order for the following conditions. So aortic aneurysm, abdominal ultrasound, Confirmatory test is a CT with contrast. And the comment is that a screening ultrasound is recommended for male smokers ages 65 to 75 years. For aortic dissection, the initial test is a CT with contrast, and it can be confirmed with MRA or transesophageal echocardiogram. Aortic trauma, such as a tear, the initial test is a CT with contrast. And the confirmatory test, if needed, is an MRA or transesophageal echocardiogram. For carotid stenosis, the initial test is a duplex ultrasound, and this can be confirmed, if necessary, with MRA or with CT angiogram. For gastrointestinal processes, an abdominal abscess, the only test that's really needed is a CT scan with contrast. For abdominal trauma, a fast scan can be performed to assess for hemoperitoneum, and a fast scan is focused assessment with sonography for trauma. Confirmatory test is a CT with contrast, and the comments are that a laparotomy is a gold standard. For appendicitis, an ultrasound can be used initially, particularly in pregnant patients and children, and a CT with contrast is another option in most patients. Bowel obstruction, initial screening test can be an abdominal x-ray and can be confirmed with CT with contrast. Bowel perforation, initial test, upright abdominal film and chest x-ray. Confirmation with a CT scan with contrast. And of note, on x-ray, look for free air under the diaphragm. For cholecystitis, that can be initially tested with ultrasound and can be confirmed with a HIDA scan, which is a nuclear hepatobiliary study. 
And of note, look for gallbladder wall thickening and pericholecystic fluid on ultrasound as important findings. For cholelithiasis, initial screening tests, ultrasound, and ERCP or MRCP can be used for confirmation. Cholelithiasis, the main test is an ultrasound. Diverticulitis, CT scan with contrast. And of note, don't do endoscopy acutely as there is a risk of perforation. For esophageal disease, a gastrographin or barium x-ray can be performed and a CT with contrast if there is suspected rupture. Endoscopy is usually necessary as a follow-up study. For GI bleeding, initial test, endoscopy, confirmatory test, a tagged red blood cell scan if you're unable to visualize the bleeding on endoscopy. For hematemesis, endoscopy is the initial. For brisk bleeds, endoscopy is preferred. For occult bleeding, a barium study or endoscopy may be used. An unknown GI bleed means that the initial test failed to localize the bleed and that the patient is still actively bleeding. For a Meckel's diverticulum, you can do a Meckel's scan, which is nuclear medicine scan, peptic ulcer disease, endoscopy, pyloric stenosis. The initial test is an ultrasound, and a barium x-ray can also be used. Now for gynecologic problems, for fibroids, ultrasound is the initial test. MRI can be used for confirmation if necessary. For ovarian disease, ultrasound is the initial study. MRI can also be utilized and laparoscopy may be needed. For a pelvic mass in a female, ultrasound is the initial test. An MRI or CT with contrast or laparoscopy may be necessary. For pregnancy evaluation, ultrasound. Transvaginal ultrasounds used for early pregnancy and transabdominal for the remainder of pregnancy. For neurologic problems, for acute stroke, a non-contrast CT is the initial study and MRI for confirmation. For a brain tumor, CT scan with contrast and confirmation can be performed with an MRI with contrast. For head trauma, a non-contrast CT. For an intracranial hemorrhage, a non-contrast CT. For multiple sclerosis, MRI is performed. Skull fracture, non-contrast CT. Now for orthopedic issues. For arthritis, x-rays are usually sufficient, but an MRI if more detailed evaluation is needed. For bone metastases, you can use a bone scan or a PET scan, and plain x-rays can be used for multiple myeloma. For a fracture, typically an x-ray is the first study. A non-contrast CT can be utilized if necessary and can pick up many fractures not seen on plain x-rays. For osteomyelitis, x-ray is the initial study. A bone scan or tagged white blood cell nuclear scan can be utilized for confirmation. And an MRI without contrast can be helpful. For pelvic trauma, x-ray is the initial study. Non-contrast CT can be performed for confirmation. And consider retrograde urethrogram if there's blood at the urethral meatus. For a scaphoid fracture, x-ray is the initial study with follow-up several weeks later if there's suspected fracture or an MRI can be used for confirmation.
for respiratory issues, for a chest mass, chest x-ray can be performed initially and further evaluated with a CT with contrast. For chest trauma, chest x-ray initially and a CT with contrast if necessary. For hemoptysis, a chest x-ray can be used initially with bronchoscopy and or CT with contrast for confirmatory testing. For pneumonia, chest x-ray initially and a CT with contrast if additional imaging is required. For pulmonary embolism, a CT with contrast is usually used. Confirmation can be performed with a pulmonary angiogram. A ventilation perfusion nuclear scan can be used if the patient's unable to tolerate radiation, such as in the case of pregnancy, or if the patient is unable to tolerate contrast, such as from chronic kidney disease. Pulmonary nodule, a chest x-ray initially, but usually a non-contrast CT is used to evaluate the nodule. Patient may need a PET scan if there's concern for malignancy. And for urologic problems, for hematuria, a CT urogram with contrast. However, the CT without contrast is used if it's painful hematuria because of the possibility of a kidney stone. Cystoscopy is also used in the evaluation of hematuria. Hydronephrosis can initially be evaluated with ultrasound and can be followed up if necessary with a CT with contrast. A renal ultrasound can also identify hydronephrosis. Nephrolithiasis is evaluated with non-contrast CT. Intravenous pyelography is rarely indicated or used these days. Ureteral reflux can be evaluated with avoiding cystourethrogram called a VCUG. And suspected urethral trauma can be evaluated with retrograde urethrogram. That's the end of this chapter. A big thank you to Elsevier Incorporated, my publishing company behind USMLE Step 2 Secrets, for allowing us to put out this book in audio format. Please check out the other Inside the Boards podcasts over at InsideTheBoards.com, including the main Inside the Boards podcast and the Inside the Boards Study Smarter series for question breakdowns and tips on getting through medical school. And with that, we wrap up today's episode of USMLE Step 2 Secrets. Hi, this is Ted O'Connell. I just wanted to let you know real quick that when the time comes for you to begin studying for the USMLE Step 3, we actually now have a USMLE Step 3 subscription podcast. So I encourage you to check that out over at medpreptogo.com. We have sample episodes available. And even if you're studying for step two, you may actually find some of this content uh, really useful for your studies. So please do check it out.